Kia and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Exit Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. In this episode, I'm joined by Lyle the Perth Gunner Stewart, where we discuss the groundbreaking project called the European Super League. Could this mean the death of English football? We'll jump straight into it, so I hope you enjoy the pod. The 19th of April 2021 was when the internet officially broke. Football broke the internet. If you've been living under a rock, I don't know how you've not heard this news, but uh, gosh, the greedy, greedy bastards of the footballing world have created this European Super League. Just to give you guys an update of what the proposal includes. So we've got 20 participating clubs competing annually. 12 clubs have currently confirmed as uh, the founding members. There's still another three clubs out there that haven't uh, confirmed the attendance yet, but there'll be 15 founding clubs uh, who will be guaranteed to compete in this league every season. Uh, five clubs to qualify based on domestic performance. These games, um, they have been confirmed that these are midweek games now. So the clubs that are in this competition will be still competing in the domestic leagues. <laughs> There's no need to talk about the proposal because this shouldn't happen. It really shouldn't. It's it's completely disgusting what's happened. And we just have to accept it, mate, that this is going to happen now, isn't it? We really... This isn't a joke now. This is going to happen. Do you know what, Edsy? It's one of those where everyone laughed at me uh, but no one's laughing now. Um, mm. It's it's really sad because, you know what, for the last 10 years, I've been on a, not a lonely fight, but with a small minority of Arsenal fans who have been vociferously protesting the grotesque owner, which is Stan Kroenke, that runs our football club. You know, we we tried to protest the, the, the group I'm a part of, the Black Scarf movement. You know, we had protests uh, in the early 2010s where we, we tried to tell everyone that this is what was going to happen. Um, no one believed us. We were spat at. We were laughed at. You know, people said we were uh, complaining. We were whinging. Well, the reality is this was always going to happen. The Americans are interested in one thing and one thing only, and that's money. They don't care about grassroots football. They don't care about the match-going fan. They don't care about the overseas fan. They don't care about the history of the club. Uh, They don't care about what the club stands for in terms of the values. There's only one thing which they're interested in, and that is money in their back pocket. And I think, you know, I'm going to go in on them in a second, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave this for a bit. They just don't understand football. That's what it comes down to. The reality is these people, you know, the Glazer family, uh, the Henrys, uh, John Henry at Liverpool, Stan Cronkery, they don't understand football. For them, it's just a business. They don't understand that for some people and most people really who follow the football. It's a way of life. And um, it's a sad, sad day. You know, I I look at the place behind me, you know, uh, where I started going to football and I think to myself, you know, how far away we've we've moved away from the from the traditional and core roots of the game. And um, I, I think this is the the end, the beginning of the end, really, for for the game of football. Yeah, mate, I agree with that so much. Like it's it's just disgusting, mate. I was I was ah uh, enraged yesterday, mate, when I found out the news yesterday morning on Monday morning here in Auckland. And um, as much as I wanted to get on the pod with you straight away, I think we needed some time to 
you know, just to take a breath and get all the facts together. And yeah, it's, it's been a, a crazy 24 hours, mate. It really has. Um, this, this, it, you can see it now. This is the death of football as we know it. Um, you know, as much as we've accepted that it's no longer the working man's game, this move here is just going to kill it. it. It really is. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how yeah. you feel, mate, because... I'm getting I, emotional. I feel, I'm, 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 I'm welling up here, mate. I'm welling up. Mate, I'm I, start, I am too. I'm going to start crying so... in a second. Um, yeah. it's, it's, just, it's just really difficult. And the reason it's really difficult is that I, I don't think that our, our owners understand that for um, for a lot of fans, that it's, it's not just a club. It's, it's the way of life for us. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, I've been following the Arsenal my life. Um, you know, I've, all my family are Gooners. Um, I've got so many friends, um, connections and people which I know through through the football club and um you can't you can't get rid of 125 years of history it's just it's just not possible and it's also it's not fair and I think this is the bit uh, which 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 I think really struck um a chord with me listening to all of the different people um over the last sort of 48 hours um whether they be ex-players whether they be fans whether they be current players um it's just not right um, and, and, and this is the sad thing is it you, you see what's going on here and um, the reality is it's just wrong on every level. Um, you know, there is no responsibility uh, from the owners and um, oh, I just I just think it's, it's shambolic, mate. The whole thing shambolic, um, but it's been coming for a long time. It has been coming for a long time. Uh, and I think people need to just calm down a bit. I'm seeing a lot of people fly off the handle today. Um, but the reality is this hasn't happened overnight. This is a systematic approach, which these owners have been taking, uh, you know, step by step, uh, month by month, year by year, where they have looked to undermine the core tenants history of football. Um, and, and they have systematically betrayed the fans. That is the only way you can say it. The fans of these football clubs have been systematically betrayed. And the one thing I would say is that it's actually not Arsenal uh, who have signed up for this. It's the board's. Fans haven't signed up for this. The manager's not signed up for this. The player's not signed up for it. And it's the same at all the clubs. Now, I don't think it's fair for people to have a go at Man City, Man United, uh, Chelsea, uh, Arsenal, Tottenham, um, Liverpool, uh, etc. Because it's not the it's not it's not the club per se. It's the owners. Do you, do you see what I mean? There's a yeah. massive difference. The fans never signed up for it. You know, probably most people in the organisation weren't even aware about it. You know, I seen the interview today with Jürgen Klopp saying he didn't know about it until the news broke. Um, whether that's true or not, I mean, who, who knows? But the reality is this is not the football clubs. This is the owners who are making this. It's almost like a, a, a you know, it's a putsch. It's a money-grabbing putsch to try and, uh, you know, wrangle English football away from 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 the fans mm. into their pocket. Mate, it's the, this is the biggest, biggest shake-up in the game. People thought the Premier League was a big thing. Yes, it was back in the 90s, but this is the biggest one. But the Premier League wasn't. So so let's let's get it straight with the Premier League. What the Premier League was, was a restructure of the football pyramids because the problem was there was too many teams in the leagues. So what it was, was the pyramid got restructured in the sense that there was more, more leagues, less teams, um, uh, and and really, you know, trying to bring more more revenue into the game, which would, was going to be shared equally. Actually, um, you know, that was that was the the vision behind it. Um, you know, when you look at when the Premier League was created, there was no barriers to entry. For example, um, all it was was they reduced the number of teams which was in the in the top flight, um, and 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 obviously then looked at the subsequent football pyramid. Whereas this is a totally different proposal. How do you feel 
about it being an Arsenal fan. This is your club. I know it's your owners assigned you up, but in the day, mate, it's Arsenal Football Club. They're involved in this competition. How do you feel about it? Like I said, we've been systematically betrayed. We've been betrayed by the owners. Uh, we've been betrayed by the boards. Um, and we've been betrayed by, uh, you know, so many people um, across the football club. Um, if I'm if I'm brutally honest with you, I think it's an absolute disgrace. You know, 100 and, 135 years of history, which is going to be erased by one man. I mean, how can they say that we are you know, going to break away and form part of a new league, mm. which is effectively turning our back on domestic football. But more importantly, it's turning its back on everything which the Arsenal's believed in. You know, everything which we've got today, we've worked through, um, you know, through hard work. Uh, you know, it, nothing has been handed to us, uh, you know, over the last however many years. You know, we've grafted our way to get where we are. And to say we're going to break away into this new league, uh, you know, basically it means, you know, look at, Look at our history. You look at the richness of the domestic competitions. I mean, you know, I don't think we're going to be involved in the FA, the, the domestic cups, if we, you know, if, if we go through with this. I mean, there's not going to be any interest in, in, in that. And I think what's sad as well is you look at what we've contributed to international football. Um, you know, you look at the number of players who have, you know, done amazing things for their country, who've played for the Arsenal. And all the talk I'm hearing is that the owners wouldn't want their players playing international football. Mm. I think the whole thing's a disgrace, mate. And it's just... It just shows how out of touch modern football is with the fan. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, if this goes through, I'd, 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 I'd pack it in. You know, I'd have no interest in it anymore. Um, and you know what? I think about 95% of the Arsenal fans I've spoken to and I've seen over the, you know, whether it's social media, Facebook, I've had enough as well. I mean, but what I want to say is, I mean, if I could ask one question to the boards and to the owners, I mean, how much is enough? I mean, you know, they took Highbury away from us. You know, they've priced out, you know, so many of our cool support. You know, they've sold us down the river. You know, they've turned the, you know, they got rid of our badge. They've turned the thing around the wrong bloody way. Uh, you know, they're pumping out free kits a season. You know, it's, it's getting ridiculous now. I mean, how much more do they want? You know, when is it going to stop? And it's got to the stage now where actually, um, I don't actually think we are a football club anymore. And that's the saddest thing about it. We've become a business. But do you know what? And I've had enough of the Americans. The Americans, and I'm not trying to generalise and stereotype all Americans, but a lot of these business owners, they don't get football in England. They are trying to compare it to the NFL. It's absolute bollocks. If you look at the NFL, it's a sterile concept, in my opinion. It's boring. It's artificial, right? What makes football football is the idea of promotion and relegation. It's the fact that it doesn't matter how big you are, doesn't matter how small you are, Anyone can play anyone. And at the end of the day, whoever turns up on the day wins. It's got nothing to do with how big you are as a club. You know, that's why we love the FA Cup. We love the giant killings. You know, we love everything about it. We love it when the underdog gets a chance. You look at Leicester City, what they've done um, in, in 15, 16. I mean, that's, um, you, you're never going to get anything like that in a Super League. It's, it's awful. All it's about is just making money. It's just a money-generating concept. And at the end of the day, this franchise bollocks is a load of nonsense. There is no heart in it. There's no soul. No one's interested in it. No one's interested in it. That's not what football's about. Football's about supporting your team, uh, you know, being passionate about following your team. Um, and this is just a joke, really. It's an absolute mm. joke. They're going to just, it'll just turn us into some kind of Netflix TV series, which is just uh, made to generate money. I've had enough, Ed. It's, it's too much, mate. 
But you know, do you know what though? I mean, and this is the sad thing is, who the hell are these people? I mean, do you know, who the hell are these people? No disrespect to the Americans to come into England and tell us how we should run our game. I mean, I'm not being funny. Who the hell do they think they are? I mean, I'm not being, you know, this is, this is civil war. I'm not that, this lot have called it on now. They've called it on, right? We're mm. going to be marching on the streets. You know, we're going to be boycotting everything. It's on. We'll fight them in the beaches. We'll fight them in the air. We'll fight them in the landing ground. We'll fight them in the stands. Do you know what I mean? This is this is on now for, for young and old. This is going to get very messy, mate. You watch this. It's going to get driven. You know, you, t- you talk about the government. It's going to get, you know, dr- called out there. It's going to go out through all levels of the court system. You know, this is going to, I'm telling you, Eddie, this is, this is, mate, forget World War Three. This is it, mate. I'm telling you, this country, this is going to be a revolution. And I don't think the Americans and these owners have realised what they've unearthed here. Because this could be the end for them. Because what they don't realise, and this is why the broadcasters are shitting themselves. Sky, BT, you name it, are absolutely shitting themselves. Because if the fans walk away, there's no product. But the thing is, though, mate, they're banking on... Well, they've already done their research, haven't they? all the boffins behind this um, project, they've, they've already looked at it and go, well, you know what? We can afford to take a cut here on season tickets and merchandise and stuff because we've got fans in China and Singapore and Malaysia that they're going to buy this anyway. Yeah, you know but I, mean? I don't... So, I, I, see, I think that's not fair on the fans out there. I don't think that... I think the Chinese fans, I think the Singaporean fans and the Malaysian fans are smarter than that. You know, I think that... Uh, I, I, I don't think that they Do you think they that. care, though? Do you think they care? They're, they're not based in London, are they? I, I think they do. I think they do. You know, a lot of the fans I meet, I've met all over the world, whether it's in, you know, New Zealand, Australia, Singapore, China, they love the club. And I think for them, they won't stand for it either. But, uh, playing devil's advocate here, right? If this goes ahead, you're going to have a North London derby in Kuala Lumpur. You know, you're going to play... Barcelona in but what's the point in though? America, no, no, you know, no, yeah, in but yeah, the but Dodger no, Stadium. So like, no, yeah, not... but I'm no, but that's nonsense. And no disrespect to any of those countries, it don't mean nothing. You turn up, you go and watch a pre-season friendly wherever it is in those. And I've been there. I've been in Singapore, mm-hmm. Australia. The atmosphere is not. It's it's rubbish. There's no atmosphere. There's nothing because at the end of the day, it's a nothing game. It doesn't mean anything. And you can never replicate that. You can't replicate a derby game if it's not being played in 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 that. How can you say it's the North London derby if it's if it's played in uh, in Kuala Lumpur, for example? It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, but you realise though, mate, when this goes ahead, it's going to happen, mate. Unfortunately, this is this is. So I don't think happen. I don't I don't think it will. I don't think it will. And I think if it does happen, it would be the end in the sense that. It's, you know, if you're looking at all the stuff which has come out today, mate, I mean, UEFA are saying that any player who plays in this is not going to be playing for, 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 for their country in the World Cup. That yeah. is massive, mate. You know, that is massive. And the ramifications, I mean, just imagine if these clubs got, I mean, now the problem is I don't think the Premier League can kick them out because if you look at the Premier League, the big six are a, a massive feature of that. They're yeah. not the Premier League, but it is a big component of it. So I don't think the Premier League... I think that'd be if the Premier League kicked them out. I mean, that would be you know the, the products. I mean, Jesus. I mean, you look at the audience which the big six command. It is it is massive. So I think the Premier League's in a difficult position. But I think UEFA are the ones who are going to have a hard line stance on this. Um, but no, I don't think it goes ahead because I don't think. I mean, how can you? So it's so a bit of me on this one. Okay. Uh, it, you'd almost be. So do you remember many years ago there was what was called the Indian Cricket League? the ICL, 
They yeah. tried to, so they tried to do this breakaway cricket league, and it just didn't work because we didn't have the backing of the authorities and those sort of things. Uh, and I, I think this is the same. I don't, I don't think it will work, especially when you see all the sanctions which will start being proposed to come the club's way. And I think the most important thing is fans won't, fans will boycott it. So if your core, so you think about this, right? If your core, your core market or your core support is boycotting it, you've got to have a big big set of balls to say that we can still go ahead and, and this will work mm. when that cool audience I don't know, is mate. Not, like going, not going to your cricket then there look we all know about the ipl now and that pretty much that this is what it is mate you look at the ipl look at all the players from new zealand australia west indies that choose not to play for international countries anymore because again well, we already payout. had that so we already had that with the champions league and this is the bit i don't get in all of this there was nothing wrong with the champions league format the problem with the champions league is there was just too many teams in it they needed to go back to the old days where you almost had one or two teams from each country in the champions league and then one or two teams in the uefa cup whereas what they did is they absolutely cocked the format up when they opened it up to every man and his dog Whereas back in the old days, obviously, you know, the you know before my time, you know, the European Cup, you only had the winners of each league yeah. in each country, and the competition was immense. Then when you look at the Champions League and the you know UEFA, the old UEFA Super Cup, um, try I remember, um, you know, uh, they was that was a great competition because Champions League was typically first or second team of uh, you know the, the winners and the runners up. Then the Super Cup, you know, was your your third place team, whatever it was. It was great quality competition. Now UEFA is partly to blame for this. Let's let's not let's mm. you know UEFA can't wash their hands of any guilt. What they've tried to do is this nonsense about growing the game bollocks. It doesn't it doesn't help anyone. And the reason it doesn't help anyone is that the best teams want to play against each other. Period. And what you've seen is there's too many meaningless European football games. You know, for example, uh, you look at the group stages now, the Champions League, probably even through to the, uh, was it round of 32, round of, you know, there's no real football action until the quarterfinals. Yeah. The Europa League's an absolute joke until you get into the sort of semi-final stage. So UEFA is partly to blame for this, but what they should have done is they should have gone for ev- evolution rather than revolution. The club should have said, look, we can't have this. This is, it doesn't, it's not, it's not good. Um, whereas what they've done is they've thrown the baby out of the bathwater on this one. And um, I just think it's wrong. I mean, I can't understand why you'd have a competition where there's no meritocracy to it. I'm looking at this other way, mate, like UEFA kicking off because they're annoyed that, that this ESL has been formed the day before they announced their new format for the Champions League. Yeah, well, strategically, you know? is it? And then Sky, Sky and BT kicking off, like their punters kicking off, because they know that they ain't going to get the rights to this new competition. So, Of course, of course you know, not. And, the, what, and what? the Premier League are kicking off because they're not going to get any money out of these top six. So it's 100%. like all these people who are not, they're not, they're not innocent. They're all crooks themselves. They've, this, is, yeah. they, this is the product of their greed throughout the years. Had they looked after these clubs, I'm looking at the other lens here. Had these uh, identities looked after the clubs for the last, because they're the clubs. At the end of the day, the top six do make the money. You look at the money the clubs are making. You can't say they're not being looked after. No, but I, I mean, think look at the the big project last October, right? This is yeah. when we've heard this type of plan before, and that got rejected, right? I just feel that there could have been some compromise there 
Eddie, 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 Eddie. You look at the broadcasting money. Look at where the broadcasting money is going. I mean, it is staggered so that depending on where you finish in the league, you get more broadcasting money. Depending if if you're in the Champions League, you're going to get more money. I mean, there's already a massive disparity of income. They already are being looked after. It's greed, mate. It's got nothing to do with that. I mean, if you look at the way the Premier League structures the revenue, yes, okay, you might say, why is it that... uh, you know, Burnley's getting as much as they are, but mm. it, it all contributes to the product. I mean, at the end of the day, you look at some of the most exciting games of football and it is when you have those upsets. I mean, those guys, okay, yes, they might not be a super name like, uh, you know, Man United or Arsenal or City. They still deserve a cut and their cut, which they're getting is, you know, it's, it's fine. I mean, the way it works at the moment with distribution of broadcasting money, I mean, that's a, I mean, geez, I mean, you know, there's never been this much money in the game. And this is what I'm saying. The problem is it's about greed because the clubs have looked at it and said, well, actually, and I'm making this number up, we're only getting 200 million quid of broadcasting revenue. We could be getting 300 million quid. It's all about greed at the end of the day. But the problem is, is that fundamentally, what were these football clubs set up for? These football clubs were set up for the people, mate, for the workers, the workers set up these football clubs. You look at all the clubs across this country. They were set up by the workers. Not some franchise nonsense set up by some stupid owner who wants to plonk a football club in the middle of nowhere, with the exception of Milton Keynes, of course. But we all know that they can go and do one. Um, <laughs> but all of these clubs were set up by the workers, mate. These football clubs are an essential service to the local community. It's got nothing about being right. It's a bit like government, yeah? What's the, the purpose of government is not to be run like a business. It's to provide a service to the community, yeah? These football clubs are exactly the same. The problem is, somewhere along the way, you know, big business have come in and they've, or businessmen have come in and they've tried to monetize it. Nah, none of that, mate. What's going to happen is that the clubs have got to go back being for, you know, for the fans and run by the fans. None of the idiots which are doing this at the moment. I'm afraid to say it's just the football's got to go back to its traditional model. It's moved too far away now where mm. it's like, you know, they're looking at this as a business rather than actually we don't own this club. The fans own this club. Without the fans, there's no football club. Yeah, I, I, look, I agree with that, mate. But I feel that there needs to be. What's, what's, what's better to lose the top six clubs altogether or work with them to try and keep them in the Premier League? What, what's the solution but here? See, it's not the top six. But see, this is where you're misguided here. It's not the. Oh, top I'm not saying. Six I'm clubs. not saying the top six. They, they, I'm just saying it as. No, no. no uh, but what, what I'm saying is, it's actually it's the owners. So the biggest issue is the owners. It's not the clubs themselves. Because if you were to survey every fan at this club, there is no way that you'd get an overriding majority. If you'd probably survey a lot of the staff, managers, and all of those, you wouldn't get a majority either. It's the owners which is the issue. So the biggest issue in English football has been the owners for the last decade. Well documented. You look at how owners have run clubs into the ground. The only way this is going to get a fix is if they totally overhaul the ownership model of football in this country. Yeah, I agree. We should we should have the same things in Germany, 51-49. That's what we should have. Yeah. But and we, until the government, the government will have to pay these owners out. Yeah, well, they're going to have to do something. And that will never happen because the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the government, they'll go bankrupt over it. They can never yeah. buy everyone out. Yeah, it's too late, yeah. mate. The, the beast has already been created years ago. It's too late. We're just going to have to move on and accept that this is going to happen. But how can we protect what we've got right now so it doesn't get worse? The only problem is, though, it's, it's, it's never ending, right? No. So 
it'll be this the European Super League now. In five years' time, it'll be something else. In ten years' time, it'll be something yeah. else. You've got to draw a line in the sand and say enough's enough. And if you don't do that, then you know um, it, it, it'll never end. And I think the problem is there's way too many um, examples in life where you roll over. Whereas no, you've got to take a stand. And if that means that the big six clubs go, so be it. I think that they'll realise that they've made a mistake uh, and they'll want to come back. Yeah, okay. Um, so let's say this scenario, right? Yeah. Hypothetically, they, they these six clubs leave. It doesn't end up well for them. Do you allow them to come back into the Premier League straight away? No, they'd have to start from the bottom. Yeah, and that's exactly. the problem. And that's the problem. I think that as far as I'm concerned, they will get... So the way I see it is that rightly so, these clubs should get kicked out of every form of competition in England, right? Yeah. If they're going to go and do this, you kick them out of Premier League, domestic cups, blah, 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 right? If they were to come back, you're literally starting at the bottom. And only rightly so, in, in my humble opinion. Mm. Um, you know, I think that's that's exactly right because it's a totally different... It's a totally different... It, it'd be like saying that uh, an English club uh, was going to go and play in Italy and that they 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 automatically get in, entrance into Serie A. And it don't work like that. Hmm. Um, this whole thing's a disaster, mate. It's an absolute disaster. And I think I think this is going to be a mental next three to six months to try and sort this out. Because I think what you'll find is that the clubs knew that they were going to get a bit of bad PR, but I don't think they realised it was going to be this. And it's just going to get worse. You wait. Once, once social distancing restrictions lift, once you can see... Well, once fans are... Supp- loud back in the ground it's just going to get worse and worse and what I think you'll find is that you not only will you have boycotts you're going to be having demonstrations you're going to have players who are probably going to also and this is the bit no one's touched on what about players what if players don't want to play what yeah. if players don't want to play in this what if the players say actually shit we don't want to not play we want to go to the World Cup we don't want to this is the unknown factor in all of this Edzie, is the players and the managers because if they don't follow through with it that's because if you think about it, there's let, let, what are the co- what are the components to this, right? You need to have the audience, you need to have the club. With, well, forget so. If you look at the club, right, you've got the players. You'd arguably say you've got the fans, and then you've got like your sponsors. Rev. So, so yeah, so you've got the playing component, which is like the players, um, you know, the, the coaching staff, blah blah blah. So you've got the playing side of it. You then have the um, the supporters, and then you've also got the sponsors. Yeah. Now, if you can't get all of those three things aligned. I just can't see this being successful. So if the players refuse to play in this, it won't work. It actually, it, it, it won't work. But do you feel that with football as it, as it is now, you've got a lot of mercenaries in the game. They're not going to care about the fans. Like, let's just say, I'm not going to, um, let's say said player from Africa, you know, he wants to play for Man United, a massive club. He doesn't care about the competition. He wants to get paid. No, I think a lot. I think a lot. Of, I think the problem is the international scene, mate. So I think because a lot of players won't be allowed to play international football, that will swing it for for some. Um, and then I also think the challenge is you could be just so. So bear with me on this one. Yeah. What if you can't? How are they going to sign players? So what if you are? You could almost become a tainted player if FIFA and UEFA wouldn't register you, which yeah. is mad. Just imagine, just imagine this. So back in the day, right, um, it's probably a poor example to use, but when they had the whole um, World Series cricket, which went on, which broke away from um, the, uh, you know, the official like cricket at the time, uh, like international cricket schedule, none of those players could play um, any form of like international cricket. Um, 
So just imagine if all of the players broke away, but then FIFA, UEFA, and whoever it is wouldn't allow them to come back and play at any other club. That'd mm. be mad. Just imagine that. But do you feel, okay, okay, look at the, the countries involved. You've got uh, England, even though the national organisations have already um, canned this idea, but let's just say, let's say, let's just say the 12 clubs involved so far have somehow changed the opinions of the federations, right? So you've got England, uh, Spain, Italy. Um, what's the other one? Is that all we have right now? Yeah, so we got three. Three. the Germans weren't the Germans and the yeah. French clubs didn't enter into Let's it. Let's just say, because you know how we were talking about the World Cup. This is a few few pods ago, but you know how the the World Cup in twenty twenty two, sorry twenty twenty six is going to be really diluted with more teams in there. What's to say that the federations go? You know what? We don't need this FIFA World Cup. We'll just create our own World Cup. This is what I'm saying. When do you stop? When do you? Yeah. When do you draw the line? And I think something has to be done. Do you know what I mean? But I think to be honest with you, again. The clubs are probably a symptom of the broader problem, which is greed in football. Yeah, so it's not just it's not just these clubs. I mean, it's across the whole pyramid. Yeah, you know, you look at Championship, for example. You look at the shit show which it is with Championship ownership at the moment, um, <laughs> and has been over the last sort of decade. You know, it's an absolute disaster. Hey, mate, you know but, what, mate? You know what? I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, you know what? If we're in the Premier League right now, how how are Spurs in this top six? Because we've got more trophies and spears in the last uh, 20 yeah. years uh, you know what mate our yanks we were the first one joined the queue for the super yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly exactly um 100 um but um but you know it's it's just it's a madness the whole thing's a madness but again you know the premier league and the fa efl only have themselves to blame because they took the money at the time and they never thought about the ramifications down the line um fans fan group and you know what they at the end of the day I'm, i don't have as much sympathy you know i think the, i don't have that much sympathy for the premier league i don't have that much sympathy for the fa and the efl because fans have been complaining about this for years the only reason they're getting upset now is because they hit them in the back pocket yeah Let, let's get that right yeah, yeah? It is. that's i mean that's why they're, they're jumping up and down i mean you look how long it took them to sort out away fan ticket prices it was a joke. I mean, back in the day, it was, you know, it was like a free-for-all in terms of what they were charging away fans, like 60, 60 yeah. quid for some, some away tickets and all of this sort of stuff. It took them years to put in the 30 quid cap. Um, you know, and, and so, yeah, you just look at it and you think to yourself, this is, the whole thing's a disaster. But it goes back to the fact that problem is football is not about the fans anymore. It's about all, it's all about making money. Everyone wants to make money, whether that's the associations whether that stuff the clubs blah 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 and until football gets back to its traditional you know uh, purpose its traditional you know uh, mission uh, i think this is just going to continue in all sorts it, it'll just continue in different forms and guises yeah because uh, when i read out the proposal earlier um it mentioned that the clubs involved can still play in the domestic competitions right so this whole esl thing is just a midweek gig right well now, now what's well, going to happen let's just say let's just say the Premier yeah. League do allow them to stay you're just going to end up with an under 23 squad playing on the weekend for the in the league and then midweek just play their top team well I think that was an assumption I think that was an assumption on their end that they would be allowed to play <laughs> in the Premier League because because bear with this you know, I don't think they realised the full the fourteen other clubs wouldn't allow that. Do you, you see what I mean? I think so. Yeah. They, I think so. So bear with me on this one. I think the, they assumed that the best case scenario is to have this little breakaway league, continue in the Premier League. It's all hunky dory. They they get the money from the ESL and then they carry on. 
Yeah. Whereas the problem is, I don't think they would have realised or anticipated the backlash from not only the fans of the six clubs, but also just the broader football um, world. Football world. Um, and I, I just think that the risk for them is that they get barred from all domestic uh, and international competitions, which would also be a massive risk. Because if you look at it from a player perspective, you're not actually playing that much football. You'd literally be stuck in a. It'd be like being stuck stuck in a time warp, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting one, mate. I, I still feel it's going ahead. I don't think you. Yeah, can stop it. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm it's, on the it's fence, too far. Mate. It's too far down the line now. This ain't the proposal. They got their own website, mate. Yeah, I'm as, on the fence. That's official. Look at the people yeah. that have dropped their roles at UEFA to take up new roles. You know what I mean? It's just like it, this is going to happen. All we can hope yeah. for is that the Premier League. And all the different um, identities involved with football, you know, to stand up to them and go, you know what, you know what? you're banned. You're not playing in, the, in our competitions anymore. And so be it, really. And for me, like, I think about the Football League, you know, we're a club that have an opportunity to go up this season. <laughs> I'm not saying that we are, but what's going to happen to us, you know? Even if we did go up to the Premier League, it ain't going to be the same thing. We're not going to get the same amount of money yeah. that we need to survive. So, what's going to happen there? Is there any point us going up? You know? Yeah, I mean, all questions I don't have the answer to. I mean, the one thing is that, I mean, let's let's just wait and see. You've got to wait and see how the dust settles over the next sort of couple of weeks. Because I think it would be very unfair um, until... It's tricky, isn't it? Because I think... So, First and foremost, the fans need to have it. So the fans of the six need to have it out of the clubs. So that's the first, that's the first process. Um, then, based on that process, the clubs then need to say, "Are we going ahead with this? Yes or no?" Then, if they are going ahead with it, there are massive ramifications uh, across the board. Because um, if they do choose to go ahead with it, then I mean, there's already talks over the Arsenal, the Phoenix club being set up. If this goes ahead, I'm surprised that hasn't happened earlier, mate. Yeah, well, really? we did. So it, it, there's a club called Dial, Dial Square FC playing okay. Woolwich, um, which is where our traditional um, home is um, in, in South East London. But, but, but what, yeah. I, what I'm saying, though, is that I think first and foremost, we need to see how the clubs react to this um, over the next week, two weeks. And then we can almost formulate a view in terms of what comes next. I don't think they care, mate, because look at your Twitter page, uh, the Arsenal Twitter page. They just shared... The announcement yesterday. Yeah, but if had, I looked at the time, club, they had time not to. Yeah, but I looked at the club website earlier, and there's no statement from anyone in the club. That's on the no sta- No. So what? But what I'm saying is, there is no press. Re- All there is is European Super League announced. Yeah. There is no, but there is no release from the CEO. The there's no no comms. There ha- there will have to be some communications at some stage to the fans. Um, so this is what I'm saying. So at the moment, it's been released. But there is no communication. Why have they uh, shared that then on, on social media then? Just to say that they've no, so they've shared it through the website. But what I'm saying is there's no yeah. commentary from anyone at the club. All they're yeah, doing is yeah. they've they shared an article, but they'll have to come out with some some communication. It's not but you know, we're not do in you feel some... it's too late though for consultation. This should have happened before the whole thing went ahead, right? Well, they'd have to set out what the vision is for it to the fans. Um, because ultimately the fans are the ones which are gonna have to, you know, subscribe into the product. Um so, yeah, agreed, the, the consultation should have come earlier. But now they are going to have to try and sell this to the fans, which I don't think they've got a chance in hell, if I'm no. honest with you. 
Well, this is the bit I don't get: is how does how would how so so, so how would transfers occur? Okay, so I, I thought about this yesterday. So let's just say in the scenario that this goes ahead and the six can compete in the Premier League again, or still compete in the Premier League. Um, these clubs who've got more money anyway will have four or five times the amount of money they have now. They can buy anyone they want in the league. You know, if you've got a player like, I don't know, um, Indeedy or someone from Leicester, you know, good season. Oh, sweet. We, we, we could buy them for a fraction of the price he's actually worth because we know that we can, pay, can afford them, you know? So it's, you'll have, even though there is a disparity right now, this still is, mate. You know, even though we've had a crazy season this year, there is a disparity between like the top, traditional top six and the rest of the league you know yeah which is which is which is why i was challenging your point earlier about the the broadcasting revenue does it really matter in the sense that you know if at at the way it currently stands because of the sponsorships as well there even though you know burnley might be getting a good little cut of the revenue there's no way they're competing with these these clubs on a financial point which is why i don't i don't really get the argument behind the breakaway no, I, going back to that, mate, I just felt the, the, the big project, I just felt like the top, the, let's just say the big six, right? Not on table, just based on what they are, their history and how big they are right now. They should be able to control their TV image rights. Because they do it in Spain anyway. They do it in Italy. They should be able to control what they want because they're the ones that make the Premier League what it is. They are the key contributors to the, the product. They are the main... Earners. Yeah, but then they signed up to that mad, mad TV deal. They were the ones who agreed to that. If they didn't like that, I mean, mm-hmm. the problem basically, Eddie, the challenge is when they negotiated that. I don't think broad, you know, uh, Netflix and the Zone and those kind of, um, you know, the Zone is obviously a sort of streaming-based uh, sports yeah. sports provider out in, out in um, Canada, I believe it is. Um, all, all the states wanted to. I can't remember. I think it's Canada. Um, but I think basically all they're seeing now is because of Amazon Prime, because of Netflix, because of blah blah blah, whoever it is, they now realise. Well, actually, that last deal which we negotiated wasn't that good. Ah. We want to try and get a new new deal. Um, and and the way I look at it, I'm like, well, you know, that's so. I, but the thing is, this I don't think it should have been evolution rather than revolution. Whereas I think this is just a total wrong approach and it's going to rub everyone up the wrong way. So I think this is going to be one hell of the next three months, mate. You watch this. I think it's going to be absolutely no holds barred. Um, yeah. I mean, but the problem is the Americans don't care. And this goes back to my, the, the, the foreign football owners, they don't care. Mm. Don't care. So I just, you, I, so I get what you're saying in the sense of potentially it's inevitable. It goes ahead. But then what I'm saying is that if it goes ahead, I don't think it's going to be the same product. Personally, I feel that they should get banned. Well, yeah, of if, if they should, but I, I just know the Premier League, you, you just know, mate, they're just going to, they will bow down and go, you know what? We can't afford to lose. We'll probably get a diluted top six or whatever. You know, we'll just play their kids. Well, actually, I mean, I don't think that, I mean, I'm, I'm not sold on the banning bit. I think they should have, they should be given the opportunity to retrench. So the club should be be given the opportunity to retrench in the sense that um, I don't think it's fair for the fans if they just blanket ban the club. I think they should say to them, look, if you proceed to go ahead, then you will face A, B and C sanctions. Yeah. Um, I think that would that would only be fair because you've got to remember, you know, it's not like the supporters signed up for this. Yeah, I know. But it, mate, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Like you can boycott all you like, mate, but you've got fans elsewhere around the around the world that doesn't, understand the game in england you know what i mean mm. like you will have people there'll always be other people wanting to follow the, the club 
Yeah. There'll be always, there'll be always someone after your season ticket. Trust me. No, I know you're right. I know you know? you're right. So, so yeah, let's just see how it goes. I mean, you've just got to you know wait until the next sort of couple of weeks play out. Um, but I think it's going to be whatever way, whatever happens. I think football will change out of this. Do you think um, the whole time is just like it's the perfect storm, isn't it, with COVID? Timing's like, not good. You know, it's Top just the- like you guys are about to get some freedom, right? Yeah. And it's just t- like, wow, okay, this has hit you now. The timing's not good because of the fact that with fans coming back into the ground, it could be really toxic. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It could be really toxic for the clubs. And the clubs are also in quite an uncertain financial position. So this could really hurt some of the clubs. But do you think uh, the people behind this actually bank on the lockdown being extended for a further year or two? Because actually it means we keep the, the fans out of the grounds, meaning that people will have to watch our streaming services or buy subscriptions, you know, to watch the club play. It's a good shout. It's a good shout. You know, is the way which we're viewing football changing? You know, mm-hmm. will will there be the same demand post, post, uh, post, post-pandemic? I mean... You know, uh, I think that there is interesting because obviously you're probably best off asking an armchair fan. So because I'm someone who goes to the games, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. You'd be better off asking someone who who watch who consumes football, mm. who consumes football, uh, you know, through the TV. Um, whereas I probably go to about 70 percent of our games home and away, at, uh, you know, recently um, yeah. since I've been back in the UK. Um, so and it's, it's a really good question because what you're saying is that ultimately as someone who consumes football via via the TV it wouldn't fundamentally change your product if, if, if that makes if anything it's probably better for you because it's better football right yeah or, or not better for you in better football but it's well the level you, of competition you, you're playing Real Madrid Barcelona as opposed to Burnley yeah. Brighton you know it's yeah a... it's, it's, it's not you know it's, it's not a massive deal it's not like yeah. travelling fans who you know it just yeah. wouldn't be feasible to continue going going home and away um, so, so I mean it's an interesting you, you raise a really interesting point I think the, but but I think ultimately I think what would probably do it for a lot of the arm, you know, armchair fans, and I'd use that word loosely because I don't really think there's, you know, such a thing as an armchair fan is I think, you know, they would miss out on those games where, you know, and I'm not saying that these games happen anymore, but you know, when you, you're playing a, a, you know, a lower table side and, you know, either a day give you an upset or B you put five or six past them. Cause that's gone. Those days are gone. You're not going to get those games anymore. Are you, you know, the, the reality of having a six or seven nil is, is gone. Um, but then the biggest problem, Eddie, is how do you bring through youngsters as well? This is a bit which I'm really interested in, is that if you've got no cup games, so no domestic cup, so you've got no FA Cup, no EFL Cup, no uh, you know, European football, um, yeah. you, so, so no Champions League football, how do, you de- how, do you bring, how do you develop young kids? How do you bring kids through? Because it's difficult. If you're playing those kind of games every week with high-pressure situation, I mean, you look at the, you know, and, and then maybe, you know, so you look at it and you think, well, the only way that, would they bring a salary cap in? I can't see it. Could you see them bring this, you know, because that would be a leveler if they did bring a salary cap in, but I can't see it given the, you know, because so, yeah, if, yeah. if, if they brought a salary cap in, it could work quite nicely in the format. That'll never happen though, because they're getting more no, money. But agreed. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I, I, I like each, club, each club will get what? 450 million euros yeah. or something. Which Excellent. is where the, the the IPL works, the Indian the cricket Indian Premier League works well because they have a salary cap. They have to play a certain amount of youngsters because you can't 
you can't have yeah. your, all superstars in there. Um, but that's no good having youngsters if they can't play for the international team. You know, you got, it, it, <laughs> I'm saying like, it's, I can't see it working. You know, you can think of all the strict measures they're going to place on them, like, you know, transfer embargo from the clubs, from the, EP, um, the EFL and the rest of the Premier League clubs, you know, who feed into the top six or big six, sorry. So, you know, there's, you could do all these restrictions, like travel restrictions, you know, you can't play the games in England or something. Like, I, I just see it. It's going to be a mess, mate. It's literally the end all of the football. Yeah, it's the end it of football. Could, really is. Yeah, and it could fizzle out as well. In the sense that, um, you know, government's already talking about denying work permits. Yeah. Or, um, Do you reckon Boris can uh, stop this? <laughs> I, I think they're, I think they're going to get into it because they want the political collateral. Yeah. So they will hundred. No, they will. Can you imagine that? You know, they will want the political. So every government will try to get on this to get the political collateral. Um, yeah. How successful they'll be? Let's let's watch and wait. How, how many um, votes would that be though? In in the grand scheme of things. Like football and fans, how, and the percentage of the population in the UK, how much difference will that make if you lost the football and vote? Like loads, really, wouldn't it? I mean, you think how popular football is in this country. Yeah. Like, but the, you know, the type it, of people that watch football, you know, would they vote anyway? Yeah, probably. Statistically, would say you'd say yes, given that you know the amount of people which watch football and the amount of people which turn out. You'd say say yes, hundred percent. Um, from a PR perspective, I think they'd definitely be interested. I mean, what they can practically do, I'm not not too sure. I mean, it's it's tricky because yeah, this, it's just this is a mess. The whole thing's a mess. Well, you, you know, what, mate, there is. I wouldn't say there's any. There is some positives that could come out of this. This this could be a, a reset of how the football instruction in England is in terms of the um, the whole ownership of clubs. I mean, what you could do, and I don't know how you would do it, is you'd have to try. You could try and liquidate. You, so, yeah, that wouldn't work. You could try and uh, so you could you could try and form new clubs. So you could try and, but then the problem is it's too difficult. It's really di- so the di- the difficult bit is you could try and uh, yeah forming new clubs and trying to bring them back is just too hard. But <laughs> you'd have to. Fa- but what's interesting is that so yeah, it's it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, and it, you'd ideally not go down that route, but um. All right, let's put yeah. the scenario out there. Okay, let's just say uh, August the 6th, right? You're, you're playing uh, Barcelona at the Emirates, first game of the Super League. Are you going to go there? Nope. Not on, on principle, nope. And let's just say that Arsenal have committed to this now. They get kicked out of the Premier League. What's your next option then? Do you continue following the club? Um... I couldn't do it mate to be honest mm. with you I think it go against all my core values I think I'd have to if we if we went through with this I would pack it in I'd go down non-league I'd just give it up I couldn't mm. do it it'd just break my heart yeah I'd pack it in personally I'd, I'd yeah. have to pack it in I'd just go down a non-league I mean I've been disillusioned for a while anyway I mean I love the Arsenal follow all the games religiously um, you know through thick and thin but for me, it'd just be the end. This, I just, I just go down non-league. Really, that's the real football, isn't it? I think most. I think to be honest, I think, I, I, I think in the UK anyway, um, I think eighty percent or ninety percent of fans would pack it in. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get that. People would be interested. I don't think, especially if we're not in things like the FA Cup and and those sort of stuff like that. It would just be that's a kicker, man. If we're not in the cup. What's that, mate? There was like the game yesterday, um, Leicester Southampton, and this is when the news broke out. 
Yeah. And then the commentators are trying their best not to. It kicked off afterwards. So you yeah, had uh, Rio too. On, on BT, you had Rio Ferdinand, um, Benali, um, you had Robbie Savage. Yeah. Uh, they were, yeah, mad, absolutely mad. Um, but what's interesting is that all the ex pros are against it. All the coaches, a lot of the coaches, I'm assuming a lot of the coaches are against it. Mm. I just don't see where you get the, where the buy-in is. It would really test the nature or the character of these people involved with the game. You know, we always say there are a lot of mercenaries in the game, but this will test their, their, yeah, their but character. I think, they're, I think they're mercenaries in the sense that they want to get paid. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that a lot of them are these kind of mercenaries. That's the problem. Like, I think there's, there's, there are probably 20%. I reckon there's 15 to 20%, 100%. Yeah. But then you look at the ones, you know, if they had to give up, like, you know, especially, you know, World Cups, like you know, that's a massive fit. Like not being funny. If you once once you've retired, you look back on your career. What mm. are the key miles? If, so if you would say to any footballer, you know, when you're starting your career, you'd you'd want to say, look, you, you know, playing the Champions League, um, cha- playing the Champions League final, but probably World Cup has got to be up there as well, doesn't it? <laughs> it just goes. It goes against. I mean, yeah. what's the what's what's the point in being a footballer if you're never going to play? In the, it just doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the biggest, biggest competition in the world. Um, but then again, nothing makes sense in this in, in this day and age. And this is the problem. I think that we've now reached a. There's two ways. Football's either going to reform itself, like you said, and this is a great opportunity where, um, where you know, we will see a new golden era of football, mm. or it just falls off the cliff. There's no in between, is there? There's no going back from this point. Because no. even if let's just say that this doesn't go ahead. The reputation of those six clubs, they're always going to be tainted for this because they were going to go with it. You know, they wanted to go through with this. I'll tell you who's laughing out of all of this is that bloody Prince Harry. He's laughing, mate. I'll tell you what, this is a god. He's finally got off the front pages, mate. Bloody hell. It's taken about a month or so, but he's hey, laughing. Him, him and bloody um, uh, Aldi's, um, what's it called? Uh, Cuthbert the Caterpillar. Yeah, they yeah. laugh. <laughs> Prince Harry's laughing out of all this. Bloody Free hell. Cuthbert. <laughs> yeah. Prince Harry, bloody hell. We must be thanking God. We must be thanking God saying, finally. <laughs> well, you know what? It's been a good good topic of discussion there. Yeah, I've enjoyed it, man. I've enjoyed it. This this is going to rumble on for for a long time as well, or or at least until until we understand. You know, this is just you know the tip of the iceberg, mate. I think, like you said, strap yourself in, son. Next sort of three six months will be wild. What's your predictions? Um, I can't see it going ahead. That's my. I, 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 okay, I, 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 yeah, I can't see it going ahead. I don't. I think the backlash is just going to be too immense from the political sphere, from the fans, even sponsors could be concerned as well, which is the bit we've not, re- this is the bit we've not touched on. Mm. What if sponsors aren't, what, what if the sponsors pull out? I mean, they've assumed that the sponsors are happy with that. I mean, shit, look, just imagine like Adidas, Nike, and, this is the massive bit, isn't it? Yeah, so, it, we only talk about image rights as well. FIFA, yeah. the actual game. Yeah. Heads. Well, do you know what's in, actually, that would swing it. I think what would swing it is if the sponsor said, nah, we're not doing this. 
they would back down, wouldn't they? That would probably be the only thing which I think would stop them from going ahead is if all the sponsors turned around and said, no, nah, we're pulling pulling out. Well, but then you can counter that and say, well, we'll find other sponsors from other parts of business that will sponsor us. You know, not you could bring in alcohol and cigarettes back into it if they've got the money. Maybe, maybe. I mean, that's a big gamble, though, isn't it? I mean, shit. I mean, <laughs> that's a huge gamble, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a huge gamble. Um, I, I, I just, I think it's too big of a leap. I think it's too radical. I don't think they've got the support for it. Nah. Uh, I just can't see it going through. Um, but the problem is, it's not so much. It's not. It's not so much whether it goes through or not. It's the fallout from it. I just feel that they're going to have to have some recom- like something anyway on the on these top, on these six here. They they can't just walk back into the Premier League and think everything's hunky dory. Like they're going to have to lose something, you know. The, mm, the, no, I'm not, I'm not how many, how many voting rights do they have? They have more votes than they, or is everyone equal right now? Everyone's equal when it comes right now. to voting. I, I'm not sold on that. I don't I don't see how you can put repercussions on them. What I, about the owners I, I, then? That's a separate. Let's talk about that another time. So, with the owners, they need to look at they need to look at the, the basically. I think they're going to have to look at the model, the ownership model. I don't see there being repercussions, and the reason I don't see there being repercussions is I think that repercussions should only come in if they are going to go ahead with this. Hmm. If they do decide to come back, I think that fundamentally, um, maybe they have to hand that. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? The condition of coming back is the owners have to sell up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That just imagine because I mean you know just imagine if you had to hand your license in like your your that would be, be be crazy, isn't it? But um yeah, there's multiple angles on this, and I mean it'd just be interesting to get people to get the views of people which you know would would like this to go ahead. Um, and it'd also be interesting to get the views of of other types of fans who you know like I said, you know, if you're a fan who consumes your consumes the football you know uh, through the TV, mm. like you said, it might be better for them. In the sense that there's better better games on, you know, less less crappy games. Um, so it's interesting. I think we've got, but I mean, overriding the opinion from the football fans has been absolutely negative. I mean, that's a which is a good thing. Mm. Which is a good thing. But, but um, you know, I think it's 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 going to be a really interesting few months. I think that um, I think that the teams. Oh, I, I just hope that for the sake of the fans, that there's no stupid sanctions which come in. You know, because it'd be really harsh on a fan of any of those clubs if they decided to relegate them, uh, even if they did decide to come back. Because, you know, we had no say over it. I think that would be a bit unfair, actually, um, in, in many ways, shape or forms. Um, but let's wait and see. Are you worried about the points deduction next season? Um, <laughs> but I mean, not, not really. I'm not, I, I, I'm not, am I worried? No, um, not, not worried at all. Um you know, but I just think it wouldn't be fair. Yeah. I don't think it would be fair considering that it wasn't driven by the fans, it was driven by the owners. Yeah, they own your club, mate. That's the thing. You've got mm. no say because your club, you have, how much ownership does the, the fans have in the club? Nothing, right? Or do you have yeah. a you know? no, well, not really. They bought all our shares out, exactly. That was not all like that. With 0.5% shares, they still bought it out. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so effectively, you've got no voice. You yeah. really don't. So you got to accept what's um, what Cronky wants to do with you. If he's got to move you to LA, that's what's going to happen. 
Mm, unless we try and buy him out, which is impossible with but, the amount of money you'd need to raise. Exactly. Who who's actually willing to to buy Arsenal off Cronky? And this is a problem: the fans can't front up that kind of money. It's oh. impossible. How can you front up a billion pounds? Is that what the the price is right now? I mean, we're valued at two point one billion. Really? So how could you how could you front up enough money to buy him out? I mean, that's just astronomical money. Even if you had. Even if you had, even for a club the size of us, even if, I mean, it, it just, I mean, it just would not work. I mean, it's just, I mean, if you, yeah, if, so, so say you had, say you had 200,000 fans um, who would all put in, I'm making, right, and even then that's not going to work. It's not even going to work. You would need 200,000 fans who would put in, just trying to run the numbers. I'm going to check on the countdown music here. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> it's, it's, it's mad, Eddie, because even if you had 200,000 fans who put in 500 quid, quid each, um, you'd still only end up at 100 million. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, but, uh, but that's that, that's that's what I'm saying, though. Do, do you see what I mean? That's and that's a ma- just two hundred thousand fans <laughs> each putting in five hundred quid. You're only going to end up at hundred million. That's ten percent of the way there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. You know what we need to talk about quickly, mate, before you go. Um, Jose Marino got the sack this morning. What this this is the maddest day. This is. Uh, do you know what <laughs> I, I? Agent Marino's done a good job for you guys. He's coming there is, and he's taking them the, further than they were before. This is the maddest day of football in a long time. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of the most... The do only... you, yeah. Do you think um, this is linked with this uh, news today? Like, apparently, he refused to take the training session I reckon today. he used it as an excuse, personally. Yeah, I would As too. my people were saying. He, he saw Man City on the horizon in the League Cup finals. You know what? I need to leave now before we get battered yeah. on the weekend. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good shout. Um, yeah, I mean, look, no disrespect to Jose, he's a spent force. Yeah. You know, he was he was good, but he was, you know, very much, you know, last last decade, yeah. I'm afraid to say. But uh, let's just say, mate, if it, if it was true that he fell on the sword because of the Super League business, like, that would, that would win him a lot him. of... Respect to him. Yeah. Respect to him if he respect to him if he'd done that. Um, absolutely. Um, and, you know, next, look... Yeah. You know, let's see what, what comes out over it. Also, though, Klopp, he said something today, I think. About the yeah, I listened to his interview. So, um, I mean, he's, he's one, he's... mate, that I feel that he's he's nearly out the door anyway at Liverpool, to be fair. you say that? I think Klopp, Klopp is, is yeah, I mean, he's, he's he's you know, had an absolute mare of a season. Mm. Um, so, I think, yeah, Klopp's against it. I mean, most managers would probably be against it, really. Arteta, uh, though, he's grateful to be in the job, isn't he? Yeah, it's, it's hard to know, isn't it? So let's let's watch and wait. Let's watch and wait. The next month or so, jeez, yeah. the news is going to be out out, out 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 on a whole different scale, mate. Every platform must be loving it, mate. From an England perspective, for the Euros, where does it leave? Where does it leave England's chances right now? Then, because you're hosting part of the tournament. Um, like, what? Let's just say this. I don't know. It's too early to tell, but let's just say you haven't got the opportunity to pick any players from those six clubs where does it leave the national team 
I mean, you've lost you've lost probably seventy to eighty percent of the <laughs> core squad. Um, we yeah, I mean, we we've struggled. No you, you lost all it. your Jamaican players too, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd 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 still be competitive, but we would we would by no means you know we would we would we would not be a top ten side. That's for sure. Yeah, it's just mad. This is a mad day, man. Mad day. Right, I'll let you sign us off today because uh, you've you've spoken very passionately about it, and uh, yeah, thanks for coming on again on short notice. And uh, yeah, just for your sake, being an Arsenal fan, I hope this doesn't go through because I think the rest of <laughs> rest of the world fucking hates you guys right now. <laughs> we need, as Bob Marley would say, we need a redemption song right now. <laughs> do you, Do you honestly think that it could get any worse for you guys? Yeah, of course it could. If if, if <laughs> yeah, if Tottenham were to win the, just imagine that Tottenham win the league and this goes through, that would be the, the end. So at least they're not in. At least they're not in the title contentions. They can have the Carabao Cup or whatever it is. I don't really care about that. But, yeah. um Ah, oh, mate, this is low. We, we we are. It feels like there's been a death in the family today, mate. That's mm. the only thing I can say. It feels like there's been a death in the family. So, um, yeah, let's just hope next time I speak to you, it's uh, better circumstances. All good, mate. Well, thanks for coming on, and uh, thanks to all the listeners out there for listening to another episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast. And uh, yeah, just to just to confirm any you know rumors out there, the trials are not going to sign up for the Super League, all right? <laughs> All right, have a good one. Kaki Dada. <laughs> <laughs>